0: When I saw the pictures of the devastation, my soul wept. People lost their homes. Over 400 homes got
1: lost. My father lost his home. All of my friends that lived across the street from me, all of their houses were gone.
0: I didn't really know what they were doing. I didn't really understand it all.
1: They had a scare tactic with a crane
0: over one of the neighbors' homes. The the ball would come in, smash the house. My parents were in the kitchen crying and they told us that we had to move. There were other routes. They could have chose a better route. There was a a cohesiveness with the community prior to I-94. There were businesses. Families looked out for one another.
1: We had a lot of kids and family
2: you know, families that were tight knit and they all watched each other. That was the strength of the community.
0: If we know who we are and who we came from, it helps us to go forward in our lives. If we know nothing about our history, then how are we to know about our future?
1: This is Rondo, Beyond the Pavement, the podcast. I'm Lamar Green. The stories you will hear on this podcast are from the people who've lived or live in the Rondo neighborhood in St. Paul, Minnesota. In the 1920s, Rondo, St. Paul's largest African American neighborhood, was flourishing with music, theater, African American newspapers, and businesses that were booming. The community was thriving. Until September of 1956, when the construction of Interstate 94 tore through the Rondo community, Rondo homeowners resisted the construction and protests began. Residents were forcefully removed from their home. Thousands of Rondo residents were displaced. Homes and successful businesses were demolished, and the community was torn apart. The construction of 94 shattered the fabric of the Rondo community. It did not shatter Rondo's spirit. To me, the spirit of Rondo lives on through the Martin Luther King Center or Studio 4. To me, Rondo is still thriving because the spirit of Rondo lives through each one of us. These are the stories of Rondo, Beyond the Pavement.
2: To have me beat it Oh, I hear a song coming You will ever beat me Something like that Benny Lewis Kathy Harris Nina Harris and N-I-N-A Right. Mom, daughter, granddaughter. When well, they got the thrown down by Was it
0: 1947?
2: My mom moved here in well, 1942. I'm just born um, after the freeway already had come through, unfortunately. But I do have some recollection of Fields Drugstore. You were able to walk the neighborhood a little bit, but they've been here since the 40s. Uh, around the- at least it had, there was at least
0: three three grocery, little grocery stores in the block. after they come through with the other stuff. They leave out one store. And then uh, I went to the grade school that was on the hill from where I crossed the street from where I lived on, on Rondo. So you went to McKinley, right? No, McKinley. Mechan- Mechan- I, no, I went to McKinley, the grade school. Right. And then I went to McKinley Barrett's High School. Minnesota didn't have too many Most of the time I was platoon, and I didn't <laughs> I mean, I was the only black one in the class, so it wasn't uh-uh. too much. They didn't catch that uh-huh. one, right? did okay. <laughs> right. So, otherwise, uh, yeah, I got along with them, okay, since they couldn't segregate, so they automatically just made me come around talking with me and going out, and I wouldn't be running around trying to talk with them, but they would me come and talk to me. <laughs>
2: He's asking me if, 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 if you thought you'd be telling this story. Oh, no,
0: I didn't. I sure didn't think I'd be, be telling this story. <laughs> yeah,
2: right. yeah. By even being a student there, of yeah,
0: one yeah, of the first that black that. students. Yeah, there wasn't that many black people there. Of yeah. Yeah. course, there wasn't that many uh, was in St. Paul at that time, either. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Did you guys go out and eat? Did you you do fried chicken? Was there Bessie and Jussie's or was there No, no, no.
0: Back then everybody did mostly all of their own cooking. Mm -hmm. Everybody and the kids liked (laughs) So in this one,
3: Grandma was there in this one. one, Yeah,
0: later on, it got to be one or so. (laughs) But there wasn't too much of that there because there wasn't too many people. At that time, St. Paul didn't have a whole lot of people, a lot of black people. because the whites were not coming there. (laughs) Oh, white castle. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. We finally got that. <laughs> and then, and then, and then while, while, yeah. While it was we were still living there, they came along and tore down Rondo. and that was what murdered the houses that we lived in. So that took care of, took, took us off of Rondo. and pretty soon they took the school, McKenzie School, off to which was a block away. <laughs> They're, you know, they're, you know, moving out the Blacks. There wasn't that many Blacks in Minnesota, St. Paul at that time anyhow. So I wasn't missing it. <laughs> but otherwise, uh, they'd always come around trying try and talk to me. Did you.
3: Did you feel sad about Rondo when they told you the freeway is getting ready to come here? Yeah, I didn't
0: like it, but you can't do nothing about it. <laughs> they, they left the school to moved the houses that they had put on St. Anthony. That was just right before right, the freeway was running right up there. But otherwise, we had, it wasn't too much, we didn't have too much here. To me, to be a lot of black people, they, they just kind of decided they just move on, they didn't really have to stay there. To me, that's where where it seemed like me, they felt like they didn't give a move down back and move on.
2: And just from the standpoint River. of neighborhoods where the freeway crossed, you either lived on this side of yeah. Yeah. the of freeway. Say right. freeway or the other side.
0: And then soon after they get that, put the freeway there and they put him fish shop on corner, some right block, a corner, right a block from there.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And he didn't last long. Mm-hmm. Then we had a, had a doctor over there on the university where they put in in too.
2: His was soon gone. So it was nothing that they was moving for the freeway didn't last. You think about how segregated things were. There was a black doctor, a black dentist. Dr. Perlman was the dentist over on University. So we, it was pretty segregated. It's hard to measure your own community when you when you've only lived in that. You know, as a kid coming up through there, we had those stores we walked to in the neighborhood. We didn't have to leave a ten block radius to get anything that you wanted for the most part, and that's how we lived. We didn't always have to drive.
0: Well, we had, did have more, more stores and stuff, and right after they put that freeway there
2: mm-hmm. there, there on, on Rondo, there was three stores at the same lot. But that's not what that, she's asking. What it, impact, I, did impact it
0: had Well, had. I, I miss it because I used to walk
2: yeah. <laughs> there. <laughs> the impact that it had on me is that the community that was left was pretty tight. You knew your neighbors, everybody's kids played with everybody else's kids. That sense, I don't think we have right now, the way we did then. That was very impactful. Uh, Going up, going to some of the same schools my mom went to. Webster was predominantly. That was a big impact. It was. Now looking back on it, I guess yeah, that was a big impact. Just growing up here, uh, pretty much. I don't want to say in white world, but because we did have church, we had. We had our places that we we were together and
3: at home. I just lived through the Rondo Days era, unfortunately. That was before my time. But all I know is ever since I was a little kid, my mom would make sure I went to the festival every year, the parade, um, whatever you could participate in that had something to do with Rondo Days. And it was always so fun. And I was always excited and eager to go every year. I never, I don't think I've missed a year of Rondo Days. I would say we probably need a lot more unity, and I feel like it's difficult to think about that time when you weren't in it, and it's like, wow, you know, we just don't have that. I feel like we have different pockets of businesses, mostly barbershops, hair shops, and certain things, but it's it's not a community. You can't say, this is where you go to find the black people, or this is where you go to find successful, thriving black people. We're all around, we're all scattered. Anything else, Grandma, that you want to share about Rondo?
0: Well, the only thing is they haven't have too many. If people wanting to go out and have a little dancing and stuff, there wasn't too much of that. <laughs> and pretty soon, they started nipping away there. And I think it water or so much. <laughs> so it was just well, she's nothing. saying no place for the young people to
3: go yeah. out and have fun, right. <laughs> right. or there wasn't enough. That's what she was saying. Yeah, before that I went to Hattie uh-huh. Kim Brown or, or the
0: other one of the youth. But it. They had those places it, though, for the young people. Mm-hmm. Under
2: a vibe, something like I, Rondo Beyond the Pavement is brought to you in partnership with St. Paul Almanac through their Project Storymobile, St. Paul Neighborhood Network, and High School for Recording Arts, funded by the City of St. Paul's Cultural Star Program, and by the voters of Minnesota through a Minnesota State Arts Board Operating Support Grant. Thanks to a legislative appropriation from the Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Music from this episode is performed by myself, Yevra. You can find my music on all digital platforms. Listen to more stories from Rondo and watch the film at rondobeyondthepavement.org.